Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Furious 7, directed by James Wan and released in 2015. The plot of Furious 7 goes something like this. The brother of a man injured in the last film seeks revenge on Dom and his gang, who also get involved in an off-the-books government plot to recover surveillance software. That's a terrible plot outline. Like a man injured in the last film. He was the bad guy. I <laughs> didn't know that. The bad guy. You know what the IMDb summary says? What? Deckard Shaw seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for his comatose brother. Who's comatose brother? Exactly. <laughs> That's a badly written plot summary as well. Exactly. So I wrote that one because... Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. He, um, his brother is the bad guy of the last one. Kind of like Die Hard. You know, the, 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 is it the, I think it's the third Die Hard movie where the bad guy is Jeremy Irons and he's, he's Alan Rickman's You'll brother. You'll note that below, on the Evernote, below the, the, um, bad plot summary, I wrote a real plot summary. <laughs> yes, you did. Cars, explosions, repeat. Yes. That seems about right. Which is pretty accurate. And then like an out of left field, incredibly emotional last five minute roundup. Yeah, well, not out of left field, really. No, 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 but but no. In terms of the movie, if you watched this movie in like twenty years and didn't know that Paul Walker died during the filming of this movie, it would it be an incredibly out. out of left field, unbelievably emotional ending. Yes, because it, it is. It's really emotional. Yes, you would. But rewind to the beginning, and we start with Deckard Shaw, yes, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. We see we find Jason Statham in a hospital room with Luke Evans. So far, so normal. But it soon becomes obvious that Jason Statham is a bad guy because he shot up a hospital. It, he, it's clearly not just, he's no, it's the not worst a hospital, of bad though. guys because he shot up a hospital. It's I don't think it's a hospital. Oh really? I couldn't figure it out, but I don't think it's a hospital. I think it's like a hospital room inside a police station. Oh, or like something a high like security. That. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. if you look downstairs, everybody's in like like everybody's in uniforms and stuff. Yeah, I figure there were a few people guarding. Luke Evans. Yeah. <laughs> He's apparently the bad guy from sure. the last one. So, he was sure so, in the last um, one. Katie last year watched all of these movies and so has seen all of them. I watched the first one when it came out and this is the next one I've seen in these movies. So yes, there's I am the Fast and the Furious expert, as we know from the fact that I was like, that blonde lady might have been in the last <laughs> one. And then, and then I discovered she was Elsa Pataki. I've seen her a million times on red carpets, right? But I sort of see her from a distance. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Mrs. Hemsworth. And it was her. You wrote, oh, it's Elsa Pataki. I was like, I don't know who that is. I just assumed you knew. Yeah, she's married to Chris Hemsworth. She's like this tough cop lady in this one who works with The Rock. Yeah, but she doesn't get to do anything. No, almost nothing. She's sidelined for the whole thing. And so is um, poor Jordana Brewster, who's been mm. sidelined for her um, story for the whole last, whatever, mm. four and movies. And weirdly, they been... keep The Rock in hospital for like nine-tenths of the movie as well. That's only so that they can have the bit at the end where he's like, people need me. And then he <laughs> Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> And then he flexes his arm and breaks the cast off his that arm in, by in, flexing. Like, that's one of the great moments of modern cinema. That was very funny. Great joy. Um, I was trying to go back through the movie in order, but anyway, that's besides Well, okay, yeah. So, but there's, yeah, no, it's, there's it's, not really there is any no point order. to that because basically then, like, Shaw gets out. I mean, the, the, the actual plot of this movie, by the way, makes no sense because what happens but is do you know i only understood the plot when i read the new yorker review of it because it explained that there were terrorists like there were terrorists what yeah, terrorists yeah, yeah. jaiman hunsu was a yeah, terrorist it was apparently a terrorist i just thought they were i don't know bad they guys they say that in in passing you know, you know what though it's because i'm used to like old bond films where they were just bad guys and nowadays they're terrorists no it's not just that i mean i the, basically it's like so they sure 
is coming after the Toretto gang. Brian, Paul Walker's character, and Mia, who is Dom's sister. I don't know if you could tell no, from the movie. No, I can figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that they all lived in the same house. Yes. So they have a baby, a little boy, who is the cutest little thing. Like, Brian drives him to school, and he's like, we made it. And the little kid's like, yay, we made it. And then that one line became my favorite character in the whole thing. He's yeah. so cute. God, don't fly. God, don't fly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's really, cute. No, that really was cute. adorable with the minivan and all that. So they have a baby. Uh, he's like two, looked about two. Yeah, he's and then grown in daycare and stuff. He's Mia's little. like, oh, I have another one on the way. But and she doesn't tell her husband, she tells her brother. Well, yeah, and Brian's and on And there's this. also some biological impossibilities in there because she seems <laughs> to think that she has a whole nine months of pregnancy left, indicating she's like only a few weeks along. But at the same time, she knows she's having a girl, which, you, you know, she would need to be a lot further along. But, you know, the pregnancy is never showing. Yeah. This is the Fast and the Furious. As you said to me afterwards, there's no laws of science in this world. Not just laws of physics, there's no laws of biology either. I kind of think they might have put that in so that you know they had a boy and a girl in the future, like, because you're never going to get to see it. Yeah, but, I mean, Fast and Furious, no science applies. Biology, physics, no science mm. is exists in this world. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so Shaw, but Shaw, like, is coming after them. So he, and he goes to the, he kills Han, mm. which we didn't know. They, they retcon it so that he killed Han, who died in the third movie, which is. Oh, the, really? Oh which my is God. the seventh movie in continuity. Uh, somehow, somehow I had lots of fun watching this anyway, even though I didn't know all this detail. I just assumed he died in the last movie along with, you know, Giselle. Yeah. No, no, no. Cause she died in the last one. And then he was like, I always wanted to go to Tokyo. So everybody in the audience goes, Oh, he's going to go die now. Oh. Um, who has seen the other ones. <laughs> so right. the, he dies in the third one, Tokyo Drift, which is the s- seventh movie in continuity. Um, God bless these movies. And then, so, but we, it turns out Shaw killed Han. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so that sets off like this revenge plot because all of the plots of these movies are essentially like it's all about revenge or something. Mm. It's all personal. Yeah. But there's uh, all, the last also- one was they the no, the last one or the one before? No, the last one was they had to go get Letty because Letty was working with Shaw's gang and Shaw's gang had like tanks. Right. And were killing people. Okay. I don't remember and Hobbs so- came in in the fifth one I think, but I don't remember why. As well why. as the Shaw thing. There's also the um not on the books government job that they do for Kurt Russell getting back the hacker who's come up with this bit no, of software. No, okay, this was what I was going to say. So sh- that's not like so Shaw leads them to Kurt Russell. So Kurt Russell comes in to save Toretto that's from Shaw, right. right? And he's like, "I will give you how to kill Shaw, and I will help you kill Shaw if you get me this technology." Right. So then, the, yeah, they got here's the thing job. about that. Yeah. Shaw shows up everywhere they are anyway. So all Toretto had to do was kill him one of those five times and the movie would be done and he wouldn't have to work with Kurt Russell. There's also a whole bunch of times where they could have just shot him, but they decide to have a fight instead. Yeah. No, I mean, and and the first greatest thing in the whole movie is the first time that Shaw and Toretto meet and they do, they play a game of chicken, but neither of them are chickens. So they just bash into each other with the cars. They just crash. It's so stupid. Like such a dumb, like if you want to talk about the epitome of stupid machismo, it's that scene. Mm. It's that scene where they're like, I went back down. I'm not a chicken. And so they just crash into each other. Yeah, in like multi-thousand dollar sports cars. Shaw's in the Aston Martin at that point. They have like 600 of those anyway. I know, I know. But Shaw being English always drives an Aston Martin or a Jag. Oh, obviously. Because he's English. Like, that's how you can tell. Yeah, Melissa's the car expert. I just... I'm I'm no car expert. It's shiny. But I know slightly more than Katie. I've watched (laughs) a lot of Top Gear. I've watched all of Top Gear. Um... (laughs) <laughs> that car is shiny and red, and and Letty's um, car was shiny and green. Yeah, uh, 
but Vin Diesel goes around in like old 70s muscle cars for the most part and because that's you know his character but Paul Walker's in these modern Japanese um, WRX Imprezas like little Subarus that are diff- sort of different. That that's his personality, and they all have they have different that. cars I, I that match think their that's personalities. Part of yeah, the it's whole characterization. Arc. Yeah, like, all, through all the movies, I just don't notice because I don't care about cars. Right. I so, mean, I like to watch cars go fast. I just don't care about what kind they are. So yeah, that feeds into the characterization. But that's the only ones I noticed. But there's other bits too as well. But that scene, I was just reading before something, an interview with the um, the stunt coordinator on this movie who there's this whole campaign going on to um, have stunt performers recognised in the Academy Awards, which has been going on for a while, but this guy... Yeah, they totally should. Why not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The the work that they do, and that's kind of tied up with Vin Diesel's been going on about how Furious 7 should win Best Picture <laughs> because, bless his heart, he thinks it should. But the thing is... <laughs> Somewhere in between those two things is a little grain of truth, which is to say that the stunt work and the special, the effects work that these guys do, especially the car people, who a lot of which is actually filmed with real cars and real stunt drivers and real parachutists in parts. Um, so they really dropped cars out of planes. What if they hit each other? I was so stressed watching that scene because I was like, what if they hit each other? I didn't even think of that. I was stressed watching that scene because I hate the thought of jumping out of a plane. But Oh, but that doesn't bother me at they all. They really did that. They and I don't – it's not clearly but, – but anyway, like this guy, this stunt coordinator is amazing. I'll link this interview in the show notes because the work that they do to make these cars happen – but that, that scene where the two crashed into each other while they were playing chicken was apparently – it just created so much force that like it created a mini earthquake in the surrounding <laughs> area because they were go- each going – only each going at like 40 miles an hour, which is not super fast, but yeah, <laughs> they completely wow. wrecked those cars and the whole – Play, but it was really a real difficult stunt to set up. So anyway, he's really fascinating. And the stunts and the car work is actually really, really impressive. They put all that effort into setting up a scene that is so pointless. Oh, no. Anyway. Um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, anyway. And Letty still got amnesia in this movie, which really pays off at the end when she suddenly it's reveals that she remembers everything. <laughs> and she tells Dom that just in time to inform all of us that they were in fact married. And then Dom wakes up from death. Yeah. He was dead. They were trying to restart his heart. They were giving him CPR. And then she's like, I love you. Don't die. Cause if you die, I'll die too. And he's like, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> oh dear. And it's all kind of, and I think as you was telling me, I think it's all tied up with the fact that they were meant to kill off Dom's character. We think we don't know. Nobody will say there's a whole lot of secrecy around the end of this film, but we think that, that he was meant to die, but because Paul Walker died, they couldn't kill him off. And then they had to kind of, come up with some stupid way of not killing him after this terrible accident. I do I do really feel as though it might because the way that Dom was acting through the whole movie, mm-hmm. it does seem like he was supposed to die in this movie. Yeah. And they decided not to do that and to because of um yeah, Paul yeah. Walker's death. And because Paul Walker died and because they hadn't filmed all that much of his stuff, he Vin Diesel's character really has to basically pull all the emotional weight. Mm. Paul Walker's character doesn't really do a lot. Yeah, well, that's it worked out pretty well, though. They did it pretty mm. seamlessly. Oh, it's it's not ob- – the only place where I actually noticed it was at the end, that the scene at the end in the white car, and there was a bit where there's a scene of them all standing in a line, and I just noticed that he was always being shot from behind, and we didn't really hear him speak much, or we didn't see his face when he was speaking, and mm. there was a few scenes like that. And there were a couple of scenes where his brother was standing bro- – one of his brothers was standing in and stuff. Yeah. Um. So you kind of – it sort of means that – there's not so much the character can do. You can't get all that attached to him because there just isn't so much going on yeah, with him. Yeah, that's the thing is that they like really worked hard to make that up in the last five minutes. 
yeah. really worked hard. So, yeah, it is tough, but I think it works pretty well. I mean, you know, I don't think it's so noticeable I, that yeah, I think it doesn't it, work. To be honest, I think you only notice it if you're looking for it. And we notice it because it's all kind of so recent and so tied up in this movie coming out now. I think yeah. you're right. If you watch this in 20 years, you're going to get real confused about the end. Yeah. And you are probably not going to notice that at all. Yeah, that's – I mean, uh, yeah, they they worked hard on making it work, I think. Yeah. And it shows. I mean, they did a good job of making it work. Physics, on the other hand. Um, <laughs> but then – so then they, they go off to find this – like, there's this hacker who's made this thing called the God's Eye that can track anybody, which I was sitting there going, surely they would need to have, like, biometric hardware – biometric scanning hardware in the phones and the cameras in order for this um, thing so to work. So I just turned my iPad back on by sticking my thumb on it. So they do have biometric scanning on most but phones. But not everything. No, not on no. everything. But, but I mean, there's heaps of phones and stuff that still don't have that. And they're also using like just like um, speed there's, cameras and things. Yeah, and they there's don't an have element of science scanning. fiction to it, but it's not it's not all that far. It's, it, it certainly taps into a lot of modern fears about yeah. where software could go. It's not very far from reality in that sense. Yeah, and and um, you know they just amp it up for the movie because they've got to get this piece of software that this hacker has created, and so right. And so, then there's the, so the hacker turns so, out to be a beautiful girl. Well, yes, but also on the way to getting the hacker, that she's being trans. They don't know it's a she; they just know her first name. I can't remember what it oh, was. Oh no, it's a Ra- it's Ramsey, and I don't Ramsey. think it's a first name. I think it's like they a just code know her name. Code name. So in, and she's being taken through the Cookhouse's mountains in a motorcade, and so it's like the hard. They've got to get to the hardest part of the mountain, and so to do that. They parachute their cars out of a plane. Yeah. It's the big set piece that has been like, if you haven't seen a video for it, I don't know where you've been yeah. if you follow movies. But it was kind of amazing, like the parachuting the cars out and then that whole big chase with the motorcade and the guns and the cool shit and then even the coach hanging off the edge of the cliff and Paul Walker firstly defying the law of physics and then Vin Diesel and his, jumping his car off a cliff. Like that was crazy yeah. awesome. That was that bit was great. I I. You haven't watched all the movies, so you may not have the same reaction that I, I, I do. I probably should. But. Um, but Tyrese in this in these movies makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that character at all. I hate him. So he was Roman, um, mm. the wisecracking dude. Like, at yeah, one he's point, like the comic relief. At one point, at, at a couple of movies ago, they were like, "Oh, we need a guy." Who can talk fast? And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need that. That's not something and, you need. All oh, right. And so they bring him team. in. And then they bring him in and he's been sticking around since then. And I, I can't stand him. Mm. And I think it's because in, I mean, he's, he's like difficult to deal with in small doses, but he shows up in the second film and it's just him and Paul Walker in the leads. So it's like that nonstop through the whole thing. And by the end of it, I wanted to kill him. And so the fact that he came back made me angry and now he's in every movie. And every time he talks, I'm like, I hate you. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I hate you. So, so yeah, he didn't, I didn't, I sort of didn't get that because the rest of the team, particularly Ludacris's character and also Letty, uh, like call him on his bullshit. No, that kind of pissed me off though. Cause, um, there's a scene where Tej, which is Ludacris's you, character, oh, the, the beach bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Where yeah. Tej and, and <laughs> Roman are like c- making dibs, claiming dibs on Ramsey as she gets out of the ocean and gets a panning shot up her body because they do that like 600 times. They shoot – okay, I'm going to say that afterwards. Um, But th- anyway, they're calling dibs and Letty comes up and she's like, are you guys serious? And I'm like, yes, call them on it. And she's like, you guys are so whipped. And I'm like, no. That's where you went with that? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. No. They're but I mean, being like- jerks. <laughs> she's not an object. She's a person. Yeah. Okay. They- but that is all over very, very quickly. Like, we never go back to that. No, they don't but re- no one en- they don't they end shoot- up together. They shoot 
women in these movies the same way they shoot the cars, mm. which the women in these movies, and this is a problem through the whole series, um, apart from Letty and a couple of the girls that kind of stick around, are all as much objects as the cars are. Mm. All of them. And uh, that is a real issue. And then, like, they used to be – it used to have um, – Devin Aoki was in a couple of them, mm. and she was kind of like a girly driver, mm. which was not – you know, she still wasn't great, but she was interesting. But, like, it seems like in order to be in the movies, you have to be a dude at, or a girl who acts like a dude. Right. So, like, Letty. Yeah. I mean, because, she's a great character. I love her. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that they, kind of character. Yeah. But that's the only reason that they can stick around is mm-hmm. if they can, like, dude it up with the rest of them. And I, yeah. it's or else really, you've got to, really you're Jordana sexist. Brewster who gets sent off to take care of the children. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's and, really. And actually, not just her, Elsa Pataki's character does as well. Like, um, The mm. Rock's daughter has to go with her while he's in hospital. So the men can talk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, this movie does pass the best gel test a couple Twice. of times. Twice, yeah. And well, because there is the bit in Abu Dhabi with Ronda Rousey, who's a ro- wrestler as well. Wrestler. Yeah, I would have loved to keep, see more yeah. of her. So she's, in the last one, they had Gina uh, Gina Car- Carano? Carano kicking butt, and I would have loved to see more of her, but she was a bad guy. So yeah, so like Ronda Rousey's playing this head of security to this Jordanian prince who's got this hypercar. Well, um, that's literally what it's called, like the hypercar. There are like eight of them that have ever been made. I looked this up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she's guarding this hypercar that this Jordanian prince has and there's this big fight between her and Michelle Rodriguez, which is apparently another bit of the movie that was hyped up beforehand, but I hadn't heard about it. I liked that part. That was like, yeah, they have this really cool fight in this penthouse and while the guys are trying to steal the car. Oh, and one of my favourite bits there where they're still in the car and Finn Diesel's lifting the thing. It's like this two-tonne be more than two tons, probably three ton car, and he's lifting <laughs> and Melissa Paul Science sliding under it, going, "You got this!" And he's like, Arr! "There is no science in the Fast and Furious <laughs> oh, world. It's, it's the laws of wonderful. physics and biology do not apply." <laughs> Actually, I've read a lot of things where they're like, "This is this is um, is it Paramount Universal? Pictures? Universal? This is Universal superhero franchise." Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. These are superheroes because people can't do what they do. The Rock no. falls out of like a tenth-story window and only breaks his collarbone, his <laughs> arm, and and like his leg, well, or doesn't even break his leg because he's walking around on it like a week later. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, Jason Statham falls through a has a concrete car park basically collapse on him and survives. Not just survives, he's fine. He's fine. And Vin Diesel throws his car at a helicopter and comes down into onto the same. Like multi-story concrete. Yeah, but he actually dies. He dies and is brought back by Letty. Yeah, that's true. By love and family. (laughs) The number of times they say family. Also, oh, this was written badly. Oh, like terrible. There was a line that said also something 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 too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, Roxanne Gay, who is a huge fan of these movies and like also total badass feminist, has watched this this weekend as well, and she had the most wonderful series of tweets about it, which I will um link to a storify of for the show notes but one of her tweets was i've memorized all 11 lines <laughs> yeah that sounds right <laughs> it sounds pretty accurate but yeah that that one where the rock is like he also tried to kill me too like yeah oh. and there was another one oh somebody something about play their cards close to their vest i'm like no it's close to their chest like just basic english idiomatic stuff i did wonder if that was on purpose because he always wears a vest maybe <laughs> anyway yeah like the Writing was atrocious. Some yeah. of the lines that they were given, oh my, it was, it's a good thing there were lots of explosions and lots of pretty cars to look at because honestly. Yeah. And it's a good thing there was Kurt Russell because I was so happy to see <laughs> Kurt Russell again in an oh, action movie. He was so fun. 
The bit where he puts on his his sunglasses and then he clicks a button and then, and then night, night vision. Oh my god, I loved. Oh, him. he was wonderful. Oh, he was, great. and he was perfect for the part as well. Apparently, he was like the fourth or fifth choice for that role. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he was because terrific. He was amazing. So much fun to just see him. And also, I like how Dom just like adopted him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you can be family too. We like You're you. You're my dad. <laughs> yeah. And they drive. That's, but that's what these movies are. Yeah. It's, it's literally just Vin Diesel adopting people. <laughs> it's like he runs this giant orphanage for lost car thieves. <laughs> they just come in, you know. And, and, you know, there's a lot of great stuff. Like, it's so diverse. Yeah. Like, the cast is. Probably they don't most easily the most diverse in a yep. major franchise. Um, mm-hmm. There's only one white guy. Yeah, in the main team. Yeah, in the main and team. That's Kurt it. Kurt Russell pops up, and then that's about it. But yeah, in the main like yep. team, there's only him. Yeah, so exactly. it's really impressive on that front. Uh, and they keep bringing in you know diverse people, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I, is I, really it good, is, and it, it's kind it of it is just like drive, explosion, repeat, mm. and then break another law of physics. The rock showing up and then crashing a the ambulance, a hosp- uh, an ambulance into a drone. Now the drone sequence I thought was really good because the mm. drone, like they have to move so fast to beat it. So all of the ways they trick it have to be so fast. And again, physics don't apply. Like they throw N- Ramsey through three windows, and she's fine. Um, but it is it is really and clever because it they're car windows, and she fits. Yeah, she's this big. I mean, she's tiny. She's not a she's not a super skinny woman though. She's like a normal sized woman. She's not. I'm pretty sure that her hair was the biggest part of her. But yeah, they keep throwing her through windows and stuff. Oh, mm. and and the beginning, like their their entire plan for rescuing Ramsey entirely depends on a computer hacker being able to do that stunt that Zoe Bell did for Death Proof. Jumping was from like a, the back of the, from one moving vehicle to another. Is that no, the no, no, no. The the hanging onto the front of the, oh, the hood hanging of the on, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it, I can't remember what it's called. I used to know what it was called. The stunt. Right. To look that up because it's famous. They actually discuss it earlier in the movie. I think because it's famous for this other movie that they did this stunt and then so Zoe Bell was like oh I want to do that stunt so right. like, 20 minutes of the movie is her doing that but it's a big deal that she can do that and then their whole plan rests on a computer hacker being able to do that <laughs> that's their plan I guess physics like they're just <laughs> lucky <laughs> she could do that mm. 99% of people would just fall off and then they wouldn't have a hacker because she'd Look, be dead uh, 99% be dead. of people would have died somewhere like 20 minutes into the first movie no i mean yeah but uh, yeah, anyway it's just that 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 but they're all already superheroes because they're already right. car thieves this is a hacker this is different anyway no, I, it is movie. just i mean it's so it's really fun. silly but like there is a lot of heart in it i think because the cast is close mm. and they like each other and so they have fun together and then we probably do have to talk about those last five minutes mm. so like the last they 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 beat the bad guys. Shaw gets taken into the most ridiculous prison ever, um, <laughs> where the rock is all taunting him. <laughs> the smirk is great. Um, and then they're on a beach. Our good guys are on a beach, and Paul Walker's stand-in goes running down to the water to play with his wife and kid. Yeah, and they're talking about him, like that he this is where he's always belonged. But you can see everybody on the verge of tears in that scene. Yeah, and like they don't say that they're not going to bring him in again, but, like, you know that that's what... Yeah, you know that that... But they give him this wonderful happy ending where he's with his wife and his kid and there's another kid on the way. Yeah, they do. But then... And then Dom drives off. Like, he's like, aren't you going to say goodbye? It's never goodbye. He drives off. And then there's a scene where he and Brian 
are in cars next to yeah, each other each and they're other just lights. looking at each other lovingly while Dom says this whole monologue about something about he took life one quarter mile at a time. Yep. Doesn't matter where you're a quarter mile away or whatever, will always be my brother thing that I think Vin Diesel wrote. Yes. I think, I don't think that was written for the movie. I think Vin Diesel, because it's so genuine in a way that none of his other lines in the movie are. And it's so, like, it sounds like something he would say, and I know he was close to Paul Walker because he named his daughter after Paul Walker. So, like, it feels and sounds like that's something Vin Diesel wrote himself or maybe the cast wrote and added on at the end of the movie. I I, I feel like the cast might have been involved in that whole beach scene, writing the whole scene. I agree with you on that. And that scene is like so emotional. Mm. And then they do all these flashbacks to all the rest of the movies. And it's so, so emotional. Oh my God. So the whole movie you've been laughing at how ridiculous and insane this over the top macho explosions movie is. And then the last five minutes are like, oh my God. Mm. It's like a bomb dropped on you of tears and sadness and oh god yeah and i had this morning te- this um teenage crush on paul walker very brief one from the varsity blues era and i was just like oh god look at him when he was a baby with his curly hair <gasps> yeah oh god through everybody's hair and ludicrous is big for uh, um, yeah. but yeah it was just like it was so uh real yeah and i think that's why it's so affecting is because it's mm. so real and yeah. so genuine well that's um, why this movie has done as well as it has done like it has made shit ton of money yeah like it's it's broken all these box office records it's like second only to the avengers and harry potter in terms of its box office and it's just in its opening really? weekend yeah i thought it was only like opening weekend box office in its opening weekend box office yeah it's yeah. gotten these done these huge no, numbers. no no i mean that it's second only to them in first week yes. box office opening yes yeah and then it beat captain america for the april record. yeah yeah it's done huge huge business and I think, like, there's a big part of that is all the stuff around it. Like, these movies mm. have been coming out for years and getting a decent audience. But I think the real-life crossover of Paul Walker having died during filming and the all the emotion that came up. In a car crash. In a car crash. And Vin Diesel's reaction to it. Like, it's been – not I don't not just Vin Diesel, but the cast were very, very affected by it and it was clearly impacted them in a really significant way. And so I think it was – it's tapped into something with people and they wanted to come and see – what came of this movie? By all accounts, he was an amazing guy. Mm. I won't say anything about his acting in this one, <laughs> but like a really good, you know, gave to charity and really nice and a good friend and stuff. Mm. So it's hardly surprising that there was a lot of a ripple effect from his death, especially to the people who were close to him. But Vin Diesel has been very outspoken about it, and and you just you feel it so much, yeah, in those last five minutes. But yeah, I think that's part of the reason that so many people have gone to see it. Yeah, I mean, the other reason is that like. These movies are kind of fun and awesome. And somebody did a breakdown. And I don't know how they worked this out. So take it with a grain of salt that the audience is only 25% white. It's 40, that was for the 49% last one, wasn't female. It? No, it was apparent for this one. Okay. So because it's got such a diverse cast, diverse audiences, surprise, surprise, are showing up in droves yeah. to see them. Yeah. Do you think they'll learn a lesson from that? No. Yeah, you know, this is at, this is at the most diverse superhero franchise we get. <laughs> yeah. But Liz is hoping we get some well, like, he, this and, um, other superheroes that have more interesting storylines at some point. Because <laughs> really, you know, we can say a lot about how great the action stuff is and how close the cast is and all that sort of stuff. There's sweet FA going on here. But the plots are terrible. <laughs> and this they could just... have killed him at any point. There's no reason they need to find him. He was right there. They hit him with the car. You know, he was on the ground. Get out, shoot. Shoot him, go on. Right. Well, he could have, like, escaped from them a couple of times.
runs. I totally get having one or two times where he escapes from a whole SWAT team to show how his awesome black ops training is. But then when they do corner him, which they do another three times, why not on one of those occasions take him out? But this is the thing about the car stealing scene in particular, right? Mm. They're stealing the car to get the chip to get Shaw. Shaw Mm. is there. They've hit him with the car they're stealing in order to get the chip to get Shaw. They don't need to do any of that if they just shoot him. Their whole part in this movie is over if they just get out of the car and kill him. At no need to fly the car through three tall buildings and crash it, causing the audience to be, I think, more upset than like... (laughs) That car, That the death (laughs) of that car had more respect than the death of most people in this franchise. Yeah. Like that car, the whatever it was, $4 million car that went out the window. Oh my God. But yeah, it just, it's so, the plots are so bad. And I think it was the fifth one I didn't like because there was a safe, they they were dragging safes. Mm. I I don't even remember what happens in it. All I know is you told me that and I was like, that's going to ruin your chassis. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. There's a couple of them I don't like as much. Four and six I think I liked. I like any that kind of revolve around Letty a lot because Mm. Michelle Rodriguez is just awesome, Mm. Um, especially in these movies. I mean, there is that was that bit where she talks about them being whipped, but then there's a bit at the end where um, Ramsey Ramsey, Ramsey says to her, who's going to save us? And she's like, save us? We're it. Yeah, I do feel like... Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying before, though, is that you have to be like a dude to fit in yes. with this group. And that is a problem. I mean, they are, you can, we can praise them all we like, but, you know, I still think we need to call out the fact yeah. that they're really well, horrendously sexist. Because we know, well, I, I can be pretty sure we're not going to get Natalie Emanuel back for the next one. Like, she's probably not going to have. Any- I think they will, but what'll happen is she'll <laughs> be uh, relegated to the same status as the other people, as, as, um, Jordana Brewster. Jordana Brewster, Elsa Mia, Pataki. um, Elsa Pataki, um, and whatever other women have shown up along the way and then gotten because they don't they're like oh you can't fight you're not the main character's girlfriend we don't know what to do with you mm. so they just dump them and and you know they won't teach her to drive a car dudes can drive cars but only out of women only letty can drive a car and they didn't bring it back to Evan Aoki and i don't know mm. it's just annoying like, how come I have to sit through more Roman and I can't get more Devin Aoki? That's not fair. It's not fair. I don't want any more Tyrese in my face, thank you very much. I, it, he's probably not as bad in well, this I, movie. Well, I'd it's be okay that- with Tyrese if he never talked and was always shirtless. <laughs> yeah. I could live with that. He's like, so if, if painful. If they shot Tyrese, he's so like they shoot too. the girls. He's so gross. I could get behind that. Yeah, exactly. But they won't. That's the that's another problem is that it is a it is a macho male fantasy and the way they shoot is just so objectifying. And some of it's just plain silly. Like I'm I'm sorry, but Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, a very a fairly conservative Middle Eastern country, does not have women in bikinis just shaking their thangs around town like that. No, just inside the inside the uh the place where they're having party, sure. Yeah. Like, but they're outside in public also, there's a bit at the near the beginning where Letty races because mm. I remember when these cut movies were about car races. What? Um, <laughs> but there's a bit at the beginning where they have the, a race that the Toretto set up that she, she races in, yeah, and everybody's uh, really excited to see her. And she has this like gaggle of fangirls. I know they're all in like their little bikinis and they're all cheering for her. And when she wins, they're all like, "Yeah!" And they come over to like hug her. Mm, <laughs> I was mm. like, "Yes, the lesbians are out for Michelle Rodriguez." <laughs> it's like the the you know the bikini lesbians who yeah. have a big crush on Michelle Rodriguez co- came out. <laughs> my headcanon is that like if you're w- one of those girls who's got to hang around racetracks all the time like you get jobs doing that it's probably really really exciting to see a girl racing like yeah. i could swing behind that even if i it wasn't because i was attracted to her no i yeah i understand <laughs> I'm, I'm just making that up because that's yeah. it's the inverse of that trope basically mm. or not inverse but you know yeah it's playing with that trope is that they're all there and they're all hot for her rather than because they're always all hot for the dudes yeah 
And Letty isn't sexualized. No. So, yeah. Anyway, shall we wrap up, do ratings? Sure, why not? I don't even know what to rate it. I always feel like it doesn't matter what I rate this. It doesn't. Because I had so much damn fun watching it. But at the same time, I know that it's not great cinema. Mm. But I love it and I would recommend it to all my friends. Yeah. It's like, go see it, but also it's bad. It's like, there's bad stuff in there. It's not great, but oh my God, it's so much fun. And like, they just, I don't know. Best picture Oscar. So I guess I'm giving it three stars. Yeah, I was going to give it three stars too. It's like, what else am I going to do? But basically it exists on a plane outside of criticism. So thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Um, If you would like to get in contact with us, you can tweet us at screen underscore queens. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook where we are Silver Screen Queens. Um, you can go to our website. Melissa clearly has some uh, show notes lined up for you for this week. So that's w- w.silverscreenqueens.com. I'm sure we can find – we might need to find something about Vin Diesel naming his daughter Paula and stuff like Pauline. that too. yep, I, I'll find oh. that. Oh, oops. Um, what was the next thing that – oh, yeah, if you want to read my review of this movie – or uh, any of the other movies that I see, you can go to silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you would like to see lots and lots and lots of pictures of Fast and Furious and cars and shirtless men and the other things that I'm sure will go on, and the rock singing, ta- uh, lip syncing to Taylor Swift, which I'm sure will happen uh, <laughs> during our Fast and Furious week, then you can follow us at uh, silvers- no, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. So thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.